Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 873 of the Juicebox Podcast. Melissa is an adult living with type 1 diabetes who has had a shift in her thinking and her health. While you're listening today, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Hey, listen, if you'd like to help out with T1D research, you can do it right from your home at t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Just join the registry and complete their survey. When you do, your answers will help people living with type 1 diabetes. They may help you, and they're going to support the podcast. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Want 35% off your entire order at cozyearth.com? You can get it by using the offer code juicebox at checkout. And speaking of saving money... I have a sponsor called BetterHelp.com, and if you use the link BetterHelp.com forward slash juicebox, you will save 10% off your first month of therapy. Links in the show notes, links at juiceboxpodcast.com. Click on the links, support the podcast. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by US Med. Now, US Med is where Arden gets her Omnipods and her Dexcoms from, and they carry way more than that. So check them out at usmed.com forward slash juice box or by calling 888-721-1514. That's how you get your free benefits check and get rolling with US Med. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. My name's Melissa and I'm a type 1 diabetic. I have been diagnosed with type 1 since May of 2006. Wow. And obviously you're from Detroit. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Australia. I'm in the state of Queensland and live on a nice little spot called the Sunshine Coast. Oh, well, that sounds lovely. Yes, at the moment it is absolutely pissing down, so not really. <laughs> <laughs> is it hot there? No, right? Usually, yes, but we're in our winter at the moment, so it's, I shouldn't complain. It's, uh, I think we had a high of 15 today was our high. Wait. So that's about as cold as it gets. Celsius, right? Yes, oh, yes. Okay, okay. There's a, like a massive <laughs> heat wave everywhere else in the world, and you're just yeah, like, yeah. Lovely out. It's not too yeah. bad. It's winter time. It's about 60 degrees. Everything's fine. <laughs> I, I woke up yesterday and turned on the news and uh, and it was uh hey, it's 115 degrees in Texas. And I was like, wow, are they alive? Like, how does that work? Uh, you know? But how, Yeah, how, no, of course. How hot does it get there in the summer? Um, we can get up to around about high. 30s to sort of low 40s but we usually like there'll be a like anywhere like a a heat wave period usually around the middle of january and then it's gone and, and you, then it just yeah well, starts sort of tapering out from there well that's not much cooler than what i was complaining about here so 
<laughs> I just, I, I woke up today and I was like, hopefully there's no word of like blackouts and things like that. Do you guys do uh, air conditioning there or no? Yes. You do. Yes. That is a necessity because it's, it's only like, we, we say that by about mid August is we, we have like a, um, we call it a, sh- like a show. So like a carnival type sort of thing that happens in, um, Brisbane, um, the, city of um, Queensland basically and they once that's over and done with winter's pretty much finished and it just starts getting hotter from that point on basically like yeah so um yeah it doesn't really last very long we've sort of got about a month and a half or two months worth of coolish but I'm still walking around in a t-shirt and a pair of like you know shorts and just put a jumper over the top and it's usually okay so every um Every person my wife works with from Europe right now, they're on their calls and they just look like they're melting into their desks. You know, they're yeah. slumped forward. And my wife's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, there's there's no air conditioning here. And a lovely woman from France, she said, "There's there's no air conditioning here." She she told my wife she thinks her cat isn't doing well, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, I was like, "What do you what?" I was like, "Get an air conditioner." <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, and apparently that's just not what they do. So no, well you wouldn't be. Yeah, no, so. I imagine. Well, hmm. anyway, it's what you get for being world, first, hey? right, Melissa? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your electrical system just can't hang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was built too Very hard. Tr- I'm assuming. No. I wish I knew. Because my son asked me, he's like, why the hell don't they have an air conditioner? I was like, I think if everyone started plugging in air conditioners, th- the grid would fall apart on them. So I don't know. I'll have to figure out why. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Wouldn't, right. wouldn't be surprised. You're like, this is not why I came on this podcast, you moron. So let's get not to it. No, 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 no. The, oh, things, okay. the things that you can think about at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, right. And you're straight, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Love it. Ah, Keeping so, my brain awake. <laughs> so when it's, it's earlier, I, listen, it's not early here. It's nine in the morning, right? But I haven't done one in... Like, I don't know, I, like, strategically started setting up my times a little later in the day. So, like, last night, (laughs) last night, everyone's around, and I'm like, I got to get to bed. (laughs) And they're like, like, You were prepping for this like I've been. I'm like, I need to stay awake. (laughs) They're like, like, why? I'm like, I have a 9 o'clock tomorrow. And my wife goes, my first meeting is at 7. I was like, listen, that's your problem. I was like, I... Oh no! You should have started a oh. podcast, like not taking like a normie job. But I, I, yes. I have to be going at nine. I was like, and I have to be thinking. She goes, "Do you think I don't have to think in the morning?" And I was like, "I don't know what you do." That's not my problem. Yeah, yeah. Again, listen, decisions were made. You yes. are where you are. That's right. You made your bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now go down there and make us some money. Damn it! Come on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> These kids can't mooch off of us if we're not working. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> oh my god! I, I listen. I say all the time. Sometimes I say things in these podcasts because I'm. I hope my kids hear it one day. My son just graduated <laughs> from college, and like I'm all about not, like I'm not like right up his butt. Like go work right now, you know. But yeah, it'd be interesting if he was a little more motivated. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Yes. He's having yes. a. It's a, a very uh, interesting separation I'm seeing as he leaves college. <laughs> Come on, little birdie, fly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and it's, I don't know. He's doing fine. I just, there's part of me that wishes that one morning I'd see him get up and just full of vim and vigor and be like, you know what I'm doing today? 
I'm finishing <laughs> that resume. I'm like, great. Good. Yay. Yeah. Got you that degree. Could you go see if someone's interested in hiring you, please? Anyone? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. All right. No, so, that is fair. All right, Melissa. So you're how old? I am 34. Okay. And when were you diagnosed? Um, I, so I, like many others I have listened to on your podcast, um, was diagnosed with, well, misdiagnosed as type two just before my 18th birthday. So it was a couple of days before Christmas of 2005. Mm-hmm. 2005 yes. when you were 18, I'm assuming you were finishing school or had just I uh, had just. Had just. Okay. Were, were you, did you go to, what would you guys call it, uni? Um, uni is the ne- yeah, next step after high school, but I didn't. I had gone straight into a um, uh, like a traineeship. I don't know what the equivalent would be, but it, like, um, yeah, basically just going straight into work and doing a course at the same time in the field that I was working in. You know the little voice inside of me that wants the podcast to be just as much fun as possible. It's like, you were like, you were like, what I did was I'm like gun running, say gun running, say gun running. <laughs> like, I swear to God, in my head, I was like, what would be more interesting, hooking or gun running? I hope she says something good, you know? And you're like, yeah, I went to training for something. I was like, ah, damn it. Yeah, boring. Yeah, tell me about it. Right? I, I learned how to count cards, Scott. I went to Las Vegas until I got arrested. It was amazing. <laughs> Let me tell you about my cocaine habit. Nothing. You're like, no, I got a job. Oh, I wish my life was more fun. <laughs> well, what I've just described, I don't know if it would make it more fun, but. This is true. More complicated, at least. Uh, anyway, yes. I'm, I'm not denigrating your decisions. No, no, no. No, no, no. They're good, solid um, decisions. Yeah. No. And, and you know, I think. Um, I, in retrospect, am definitely glad um, that I was diagnosed at the time that I was. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma, so my mum's mum, was diagnosed with gestational diabetes after she had my mother, and that was in 1960. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my grandmother was around, you know, mid-30s, I think, and she basically just... As, as, as my understanding of it, it just somewhat developed into sort of being insulin dependent after having my mother. So um, she passed away a couple of years ago, but bless, she was definitely my inspiration. She had lived her whole, you know, diabetic life um, and pretty much had absolutely no complications like you know, like other than just the normal general things that you get when you get older and older and older, but yeah, nothing, yeah. there was a, there was nothing. She, she looked after herself. She, you know, did everything that she had to do. And I just remember looking at that and thinking, God, I hope I don't get that still <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> until I did. <laughs> <laughs> you might've jinxed yourself. I don't believe in that, but it's possible. I know, right? <laughs> The amount of times that I had things come up in my life prior to having diabetes and thinking, I remember um, when I was learning to drive and the instructor um, got a horrible phone call from her son or daughter or whatever and was, you know, went on to explain to me that they were a diabetic and 
had a really bad low and I had that general sort of understanding of it um, from my grandmother and everything. And, you know, and I remember her just like sort of telling me like, oh, this is awful and this is so horrible and, and thinking, oh, my gosh, like, you know, there are other people that, you know, obviously have this and and have really, really bad times with this. And I only really knew my grandmother who was doing, you know, like she would well. it just went yeah. about her day. Yeah. And I remember thinking again, God, I hope I don't get this. Like, I hate needles and this would really suck. Like, no one really loves needles, I don't think. But um, <laughs> I always think that when people say, like, I don't like needles, I thought, I always think, like, do you imagine there's a bunch of people running around? Yeah, who are like, like, I love it. You know what I love? <laughs> I love a good needle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though, when people start telling their stories and they're like, you know, and this was crazy because I don't like needles. Like, oh, really? <laughs> Tell me yes. more. It's fascinating. Could you just say you're a gun runner, please? <laughs> I'm trying to get downloads here. <laughs> oh, oh, I love this. Hopefully there's something exciting coming up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, but I get, I but, take your point. Yeah, so you just yeah. happen to be in this, this like random situation where you got to see somebody struggle with diabetes around yeah how much i mean i don't know how old you have to be to drive in australia so how old were you then um i would have been around 16 so it would have been yeah about a year to two years before diagnosis that um i had had that and that was really the like i never had any friends growing up that had it so i didn't have anyone that was in my general circle of people that had it Mm -hmm. and that was sort of the that was sort of the first time that I had sort of encountered someone else other than my grandma, and it was god awful. Like it was, you know, like the like my grandmother was, you know, um, after having it for so long and being diagnosed when she was, she was, you know, she would never inject herself in front of every anyone. She'd always go to the bathroom. She would, for all intents and purposes, she would have never have known that she was a diabetic except for the occasional low and. Yeah, you, know, you could tell then, but right. um, yeah. Did the driver's ed person make you drive to the house where the kid, where the person was? Like, was it, <laughs> no, like your no, first- but it was it was scary enough though that like oh, that was almost what I was sort of expecting. Like, I did say to her, like, do should we just like do you need to go? Like, yeah, because she was like calling people to try and like sort this Cover, out. I don't yeah. know how old her her kid was, but um. I just remember thinking like this is like like that there was that sense of life and death and really not again grasping Melissa, I was it. just hoping that your first driving experience was you like basically <laughs> mad dash driving an ambulance like in a, like in, a <laughs> in a movie you know and you don't know what you're doing and it says like student on board anyway It'd make for a great movie oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arden <laughs> so in New Jersey you have to drive for 6 hours with a everything in New Jersey is about making money for somebody else. Like you're not allowed to pump your own gas so they can hire people to pump your gas, which I'm like, okay, that seems reasonable. Fair. Right. Fair. But when you convenience, yeah, well, listen, it's convenience. It is, it's lovely, but I like that they're making jobs. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, but the driver's ed thing is you have to drive with a driver's ed person for six hours before you can go. I don't know, before you can drive on your permit after that. Yeah. So Arden's out like on her second time and she's with this woman. She goes, 
that I don't even know how to describe this lady. And I was like, okay. She's like, she was rough. And I was like, okay. And I said, all she talked about, like, imagine this woman in her 40s were the men she had been with before. My daughter's oh, like 17 going like, oh, that's amazing. That's you know, nice, like, dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. This is lovely. And so, you know, this oh, this, no. this adult, I'm making air quotes, is, you know, got these kids trapped in a car telling her war stories. And my daughter is like, I just need to get these six hours. If I listen to you, will you pass me? (laughs) So the first day is all very easy. On the second day, they're doing a little more. It's ramping up a little bit. The woman gets a phone call and says, no, 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 we can come. Yeah, no, this one can drive. I can tell. And my my daughter's like, wait, what? And then she suddenly took her off this little route that they have for the kids to get them going and just took her right out on the highway to somebody's house to drop off like a certificate or something like that. No. Arden's like, I was her Uber driver. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, oh, my God. Yeah. I, That's I, awful. I thought you were going to say that you were getting, she was going to have to drop her off for a booty call or something. No, from, from Arden's description, she's like, I don't think these stories were real. <laughs> I was like, gotcha. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Any, God. Anyway. I, People, right? I have to make a note for myself to see if she can remember a couple of those stories the next time I ever on the podcast. Yes. Tell her driver's ed horror stories. Yes. All right. So you grew up around your grandma. It. It was there, but it it didn't seem awful because she was kind of keeping it to herself. Yeah. Right. You have this yeah. one story where this happens, then you then you're off to work after school. And how does it present? I remember like I was that typical person who very rarely ate breakfast and by about ten, ten thirty would start getting very shaky, very and just sort of like just generally feeling like that would have been definitely low symptoms, um, I imagine. And by that time, I like just remember sort of thinking there was obviously something wrong. I had self-diagnosed myself with Ross River fever with absolutely no reason to think like there was absolutely no valid reason for me to think that that was what it was other than it was like, well, it's not anything else. And that's something that's simple to, you know, fix, hopefully. So I remember going to that sort of happened. Hold, hold on. Remember- hold, hold on, Melissa. You said something that I've never heard of before. Is it Ross oh. River fever? Yes. Yes. It's a mosquito born like virus thing that just makes you feel like shit. So, yeah. Everyone who ever thought I might go to Australia one day was just like, nah, no thanks. Nah, <laughs> yeah. Like, look, there's plenty of nice things, but you don't want to get, yeah, don't get eaten by the mosquitoes. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Do you remember that King Kong movie where they lived on that island, Scott? Yes. And the big yeah. spiders came. Mm-hmm. It's not like that here at all. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. They're not big, but there's just lots of them. So, what, what, just tell me the, the symptoms that made you think you had Ross River virus. Um, I was just the the, the fatigue, mm-hmm. um, the just the all over aches, um, the like the tiredness, and 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 I'd sort of that was pretty much like other than I didn't really sort of link the 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 symptoms of the shakiness or anything of being anything other than geez I probably should eat something, mm-hmm. um, and just sort of I remember going in at a roundabout. October-ish and at that time I didn't really have a GP like a a general doctor or anything and just going into one that was close to work and you know she did the whole you know yep cool right we'll just run some bloods and we'll see what's going on um 
cool. And then, of course, you know, I didn't bother following that up straight away. So time had passed. Um, had eventually got them done, gone back, blah, blah, blah. And then she sort of, by memory, I don't know whether the, then she ran another lot of tests potentially, I think. And then it was it was like it was a couple of visits before we got to the point of where I remember her telling me that my HbA1c I think was 12 mm-hmm. by memory and my fasting blood sugar when she checked it there was like 15 like mm. well it wasn't fasting but it was yeah at the time was 15 um and she's like yeah no you you have type 2 diabetes you are like and at the time for context I was probably I'm about five foot six and at the time probably weighed around about 80 kilos. I don't know what the conversion is. Um, And she's done her little BMI calculation and pretty much said you're about 20 to 25 kilos overweight. And that is the reason why you have type two diabetes. That was, that was her first sort of go-to. She said, you need to, go on a low GI diet um, and I'm going to give you some metformin and I will see you back in a couple of weeks and we'll go from there. Test your sugars, get a glucometer. And that was sort of the long and short of it. So I remember when I told my parents how angry, like my dad doesn't often you know, he's the, the sort of person doesn't get disappointed. He's, you know, meant a few words and he was so angry at me. He was like, not like, not directly at me, but I think obviously angry and upset that this was the situation and that was the only emotion that he knew at the time. But it was, it was, it was crap. Like it was such a horrible feeling. And then, you know, m- Mum, sort of, um, you know, thinking, oh, it's all my fault. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, her mum's got it and all this sort of. And I'm like, yeah. but, you know, at the time I was sort of like, well, you know, they're telling me that I've done this to myself. And so I had all of this Can I awful. F- yeah, sorry. Yeah, did, no, don't be sorry. Did your dad express that he was mad at you or did you feel it from him? Um, um, a bit of both. I think he, he was very short with me and very snappy at me. And I think he had even by memory, I remember being at the place in my house, but I can't remember exactly the words that he said, but it was, it was very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, you know, like very blamey and very aggressive and that, that hurt me more than anything because it was, you, you know, like when the person that um, you don't expect to say something says something and it, you know, yeah. cuts you more than, right. yeah. yeah, yes. Well, on top um, of that, that, none of that was true. And no, and the yeah. assumption you're going on was that, what, what's that process like for those couple of weeks you're doing metformin, it's obviously not helping, and um, and you're waiting and waiting and waiting. Oh, I felt like I was just chasing my tail. That literally, so it was, I remember I started taking the metformin. She increased my doses. Well, I think 
can't remember whether I'd gone back to her or whether she'd sort of given me the instructions to sort of go, well, if they're not, if your levels aren't X by this point, then take two tablets or, you know, slowly increase your dosage. And then I started getting all the lovely side effects from metformin, the upset stomach and the bit of nausea. So, you know, was having to double dose up on every, you know, other thing to counteract all of those. My sugars were awful. Um, you know, there was there was absolutely no improvement based on the metformin. So I remember going back to her and she said to me, you're obviously not eating well enough because look at your levels. And I just like. And you were, uh, you were following oh, the directions. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember for Christmas day, I had eggs for breakfast and I had one piece of bread with cheese and chicken on it for lunch and also for dinner. Mm. Like I was, you know, I like. Lady, I ate chicken bread. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. Like, cut me some slack. Like, well, I, <laughs> it was, you know, like, no, no, no treats, no nothing. Like, I, I, I very much took what she said as serious and thought, oh my gosh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want this. Like, if I've done this, then, you know, I, I need to do something about this. Yeah. And she, you know, made me feel like I was, you know, this was all my fault, and um, and my my knowledge also was as 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 you know sound as it was. You know, when she said to me, "You just need to eat low GI food," you know, look for the labels that say low GI. Um, it didn't really give me anything. So hey, hey, you went I to remember a doctor, not a witch doctor, right? Was yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Like yes. You weren't this out in the just... middle of like nowhere in a hut or something when this happened. Oh no, no. no. And you okay. know what? Like this, this, this gets this gets better. I have. I feel like I must be a magnet for really awful doctors because I feel like this is all I've encountered. Um, we've got an abundance of dumb people over here. Um, <laughs> So that job you got after high school was with the Travel Council for Australia. Right? <laughs> yeah. Would you guys like to come oh. over and get some Ross River fever and be treated by dumb people when you have to go to the doctor? <laughs> oh, yes. Don't move over here looking for a doctor if you think you've got diabetes or Ross River fever, for that matter, because you're absolutely stuffed. Melissa, you have to keep talking because at the moment your episode is called Chicken Bread with Cheese. So. <laughs> I don't think you want to get stuck That's with brilliant. that. That's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> hey, have, oh, I ever, so have I ever told the story about when I spoke in the Dominican Republic? No. Uh, so I I accepted an invitation to speak about diabetes in the Dominican. And they asked me to come to talk about management in in depressed areas where people didn't have money for stuff. So I wrote some stuff for myself had never been to the Dominican Republic, got there, realized that my idea of poverty and their idea of poverty were not the same thing. But <laughs> I, I, and I, I figured, oh, I, I have to, you know, I have to rethink what I'm going to do. But they wanted to take me to dinner first. So I arrive at my hotel where a hotel employee is sitting out front on a lawn chair with a sawed off shotgun. He was the security. And I went inside <laughs> and I started Jeez. walking upstairs thinking, I've made 
a significant mistake. And so I, oh and, and that was saying yes to the thing is what I was thinking. So I go upstairs, I, yeah. I get packed. They say they're going to come pick me up, come pick me up in a van. I get in the van, we're driving along and a mosquito flies <laughs> through the van. And I'm with like two people who came in to speak and three locals and the driver and the locals just push themselves away from the center of the van to the edges of the van. And they're like, don't let it get you. And I'm, oh my like, God. And I'm like, what is happening? And so I'm like, it's just a mosquito I'm thinking. And then one of them very artfully kills it. And I was, and, and I mean, I had to ask because I mean, I don't want to get bit by a mosquito, but what just happened here? And my and I, my best recollection of one of them was like you get chimichanga or I forget what they said and that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't me being like <laughs> insensitive I really don't I, they said something similar to that and um and they said if you get that you will just have diarrhea for months <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, can Sick. I go back to the hotel and see if the shotgun guy and I can like become friends? Like, I was this all happened. I'm gonna like, try my chances there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This all became within like a half an hour of me being there. I was like, that's the security oh guy, and if I get bit by a bug that I can't see, I'm going to poo for a long time. I was <laughs> like, oh goody, this um, is amazing. I'm so glad I came. Anyway, great trip. It really was good. I just had to learn to dress like a local, which meant like you wear pants when it's a thousand degrees outside. So I figured that and long sleeve. Yeah. So I did all that. Um, and the talk was really interesting. I, I've never since then or before spoken through a translator, but it was really amazing. Oh, yeah. Like I stood in front of a crowd of a few hundred people and in the middle of the crowd, there was a person in a soundproof box and she spoke English and the, and whatever local language was, you know, best for everybody to hear. And I spoke, you could hear my voice over the speaker. And then everyone watching me sort of looked at me blankly for a second. And then she translated it and then they nodded along. And then I found my rhythm and it was really cool. Actually, going on the trip was amazing aside from the shotgun guys and the um, <coughs> the mosquito. <laughs> the mosquito. Nice. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, literally. I, I, yes. I, and I, yeah. It wasn't just a mosquito with a bad attitude. It's going to make me poop no. myself to death. And I was like, great. And other things like joint pain. And like they just described it as like your life will just end for a few months. And if it goes away, you'll be fine afterwards. I was like, oh, good. awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah, no. Anyway. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm so sorry. I don't know why. Mos- mosquitoes suck. <laughs> oh, is that what you took out of that? Because I took that hot water, hot weather places are to be avoided. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's it's so much nicer than cold weather. Oh, cold weather. Yeah, yeah. well, that's obvious. But the mosquitoes yeah. can't live in the cold, so who knows? Um, well, yes. So, I'm so sorry. Uh, let's get back oh. to where you were. Every doctor in Australia is terrible that you've met. <laughs> They're all dumb. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, no, she, I think the next words that came out of her mouth um, were, if you don't start, if your, sh- your blood sugar levels don't start improving, I'm going to put you on insulin and threaten to me with it. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. You, you were there. Think If you knew better, you'd be like, yes, can I please have the insulin? Please, please <laughs> give it to me. I think the thought that came into my head was, yeah, no. <laughs> like you're not giving me that. That's that's a that's a no from me. Right. And I um that was the last time I saw her. And 
I think within it wasn't it was probably a week or two I had gone to my original sort of family doctor and explained everything you know this is this is what's happened this is how it's come about um and she basically just said look you know you you don't fit the profile um you know yes you could lose a couple of kilos but that's that does that's neither here nor there like that's that's irrelevant i think i'm just going to send you straight to um an endocrinologist this is this particular person i'm referring you now um and basically went to him and that's when he diagnosed me in the may and yeah had said that it was just late onset and yeah he put me on novamix how long um, did that whole process take from the first doctor getting it wrong to the next one getting it right um december through so through to the may so 5 6 months wow that sounds hard. Of being on the the metformin, I remember I was, I can't remember whether I was on metformin first or Dibex first, but I remember being on both of them. Um, it was, I think it was a matter of, well, that's not working. Let's try this one, sort of thing. Yeah. Right, well, I want to find yeah. out. I want to find out what happened next, but first, I need to tell you, my chimichanga thing was not far off. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's chikungunya. Oh no! You were you were you were pretty spot on. I'll tell you right now. That C- sounds awful, though. C h i k u n g u n y a. This is many years ago, so that I even came close to the sounds. I'm pretty impressed by because. Well done. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm 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 so I'm so happy with myself right now. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that I didn't just randomly say malaria or like a like a, co- a more common word that would <laughs> pop into my head. That I was like, no, I remember it. Started with chimichanga, sort of. Yeah, it was like ch, and then there were a lot of letters afterwards. That's how I. (laughs) Anyway, there's a look into my brain. (laughs) Love it. Frightening. Love it. Frightening place that it might be. Uh, No, no. Okay, so (laughs) were you receptive to getting insulin? When, when he went, when he sort of. was able to just sort of say, okay, everything that that previous doctor had said was a load of rubbish. Um, listen to me. And yeah, sure, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you're in a bad um, enough situation that you're willing to do that, though, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was. And at the same time, I think going back to my original sort of like family doctor and her sort of saying to me, you know, I'm going to send you straight to this guy. I really trust him. He's brilliant. Um, Helpful. Yeah, you know, hasn't got the best bedside manner. Um, I'm like, well, I'm not used to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, as long as he's not dumb. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's all I'm looking for. A level yeah, exactly. of proficiency that seems reasonable. Yeah. 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 Lower my expectations. Um and he was he was good, you know. Definitely didn't have a bedside manner at all, but was to the point and explained things in a way that made sense to me, um, which bought the trust. Um, he, yeah, started me on the Nova Mix, and I sort of, you know, went on to to do that. I think. I think by memory, my next 
HBA1C was around nine-ish was I think by memory the next one that I'd gotten when I was with him so seeing as that I'd had really no management for that six-month period other than being on tablets that just make you want to spew shit um it wasn't too terrible not great but it was what it was um and yeah you know just getting the dosage right um and got to a point where that wasn't too bad um, you know, went to the dietitian, went through all of those things. And I think pretty much I got to a point where I was at that seven-ish level. Mm-hmm. And then it was like... Did you start feeling better? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, did you, yeah. Did and you, I, did you yeah. ever have the wherewithal to go to your father and talk to him about what happened in the beginning? I spoke to him, I think it was that next day, and just said to him, by memory, I think, you know, I, you know, I can't help this. Like, I can't, like, I can't do anything about what it is. I'm just going to try my best, um, you know, to try and make this as good as I can. And, you know, they, I think once the shock of everything had sort of settled. Um, They were both on board with trying to do as much as they could to try and help um, from a supportive sort of standpoint. Um, And again, you know, it was nice having, you know, my my grandmother around because she was, I think, I didn't find this out until after she had passed away, but from other family members that she she held quite a bit of guilt from from what they had sort of said in regards to me also having oh, diabetes. See. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Hmm. She shouldn't have done that. Do you have kids? No, I do. I've got a five-year-old little oh, daughter, Sophie. Oh, congratulations. That's lovely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sad to hear she felt that way. Um, yeah. You know. What um, oh, I had a question. Then you said something sad, and it zapped it right out of my head. Damn it! It's your fault, no. Melissa. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna blame the. You know, I don't do what your dad did. I'm gonna blame you. How's that? It's <laughs> your fault. Damn it, Melissa. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I um, apologize. Where was my brain? No. Oh no. I I uh, dad. Hold on, dad. Mom. Uh, come on, Scott. What the heck? I don't know. Mm. It's gone. No, I'm trying to think of where my brain was was sitting at that too. That's right. You know what we'll do? Most of it, we'll just put the ads right here. When you have diabetes and use insulin, low blood sugar can happen when you don't expect it. Gvoke Hypopen is a ready-to-use glucagon option that can treat very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvoglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with theochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvoglucagon.com slash risk. Have you found that getting your diabetes supplies can be a pain in the butt? I have too. But not any longer. Because now we're getting Arden's diabetes supplies from U.S. Med. To get a free benefits check, just call 
721-1514 or go to usmed.com forward slash juice box. US Med has served over 1 million diabetes customers since 1996, and they want you to know that they're offering you better service and better care than you're getting now. US Med always provides 90 days worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. They carry everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Freestyle Libre 2 and the Dexcom G6. Arden gets her Dexcoms and her Omnipods from US Med. US Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. US Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, number one fastest growing tandem distributor, the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer service satisfaction surveys, and they are proud of the white glove treatment that they offer their customers. USmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. And that 888 number is special just for Juicebox podcast listeners. Now, if you decide to go to the website, it's super simple. Here's what it tells you when you get there. Getting started is easy. From the comfort of your own home or office, you can now join over 1 million satisfied customers who rely on our staff of courteous, knowledgeable, and trained U.S. Med customer care representatives to keep you up to date with your medical and diabetic supplies delivered right to your door. Super simple benefits check. Name, phone number, email, zip code, and then just hit the button that says request a free benefits check. It's that easy. Let U.S. Med take care of your supplies so you don't have to worry. Do it. Okay. And then <laughs> I'll tell you, I wish I knew which ads were going on this one. I'd, I'd do them off the top of my head for you right now because I'm feeling a little bleep, giddy. Bleep, bleep. I think they'd, uh, I think the people paying for them would be just thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I do one and I think, I don't, I don't think they're going to like that. I go, yeah, I like it. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's all that matters. Good with me. <laughs> I think it's fun. So I didn't nah. mention Dexcom very much while I was doing the Dexcom ad. I still enjoyed the conversation, and I did. The, yes. I, I said the link. It's good. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll, 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 um, I'll say enough about Dexcom in all the right ways. No. Very much. <laughs> well, <laughs> no kidding, right? Um, I guess let's pick up there then. So, yeah, you're you're at that. You know, it's a young age still. Are you? Oh, I have my question. Shoot, yes. Sorry, I walked in circles to get to it. No, no what's it like this is kind of a deep question it's not it's not on track with our conversation so i apologize if it feels like it's out of left field what is it like to to have that realization that the kind of so-called promise of being alive isn't being fulfilled to you meaning (laughs) meaning you 10 fingers 10 toes you can walk you can run you can think you can go out in the heat you can go out in the cold you can eat something like what happens when you realize, like, wow, most people get this. I, I didn't get it. I I remember there was definitely a sense of feeling quite broken. And um, but at the same time, I think I used a bit of denial to sort of get me through and just sort of a bit of fake it till you make it sort of thing like, I've always, 
sort of tried to frame even from the from the beginning frame it as you know surely this is a good thing like I'm not the best eater I'm not the best person with x y and z and you know if this is something that's going to kick me up the ass a bit and make me a bit more accountable to um hopefully you know having a longer life um that's a good thing like I'd sort of, yeah, I don't feel like there, I know that there was that sense of feeling broken, but majority of most of it was sort of me trying to convince myself that, no, 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 this is okay. This is a good thing. This is making you be better. Hmm. So that's, yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. I wonder sometimes if people realize I'm just asking questions of people I want to know from about Arden. No, that was no, one of those I think moments. that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just using the podcast for myself. I, I'm, I'm as amazed as anyone else that anybody's listening to it. So, no, uh, and it. you may have moved chicken bread with cheese to X, Y, and Z. Oh, see? oh, I do love X, Y, and Z. I use that every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good on you because the chicken bread with cheese was. In my opinion, it happened too early in the podcast episode. I like people to have to wait longer to find out why the podcast is named something. <laughs> Gets my, yeah. It brings my listen-through rate up, Melissa, which, believe it or not, helps with the advertisers. They they like oh. to know you're making it past the ads. You know what I mean? hundred um, yeah. percent. I remember when, when I, which I'll get to towards the end of my story, but um, I remember when I f- first started listening and – um, not having any context around why you named each episode, why and what you did. So I was looking at all of these titles and going, oh, no, oh, yeah, oh, mm, don't know. Um, why? <laughs> just, <laughs> I was so confused. Um, but, yes, now you don't judge a book by its cover and you just listen to them all because they're all great. I've gotten so much advice from people along the way and none of it's been right it's it's fascinating like you have to put what the episode's about in the title i'm like eh, i don't No, <laughs> yeah i'm not going to and and you have to do this and you have to do that and um you know one person told me that i need like a recipe once in a while because people with Ooh. diabetes like to get recipes and i was like uh, oh I'm not doing that either uh you know you know you have to let people talk and i'm like yeah I mean, I do, but I want to talk too. Like you know, yeah. and it's it's not just a um, it's not a repository for people to just blather on. I have to tell you, Melissa, this is interesting. I recorded one the other day that, for the first time, I thought I might not use this. Oh, I've never had that thought before. Eight years, like not like seriously. It's what is it? Twenty twenty two. I don't. I can't keep yeah. track. The COVID really messed me up. I don't know oh, where yeah. I'm at. <laughs> I thought it was going to come back, but I don't know what day it is. I don't know what year. I don't yeah. even care anymore. Like it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, yeah, I the person just. I don't know that they answered one of my questions. Yeah, right. And what they said just rambled and went in circles, and I don't think it was purposeful. I think they just. They weren't good at having the conversation. I think they thought they were. And I'll have to listen back to it. Oh. And I will. But if it makes my brain as numb as it did the first time, it's going to be the first time I just go, uh, hey. It's uh, a no. Yeah, the microphone didn't work. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'll say exactly because <laughs> I feel bad about it. Um, but I got to the end of it and I thought, 
I might be the only one that ever hears that. Uh, but anyway, like I've gotten like a ton of bad advice. One of them, uh, one of the people told me that I can't tell anybody how I manage Arden's blood sugars. Yeah, right. Yeah. Can you imagine this podcast if we didn't talk about that? Oh, God. What would that be? Again, dumb people. Yeah, right. Like- <laughs> They're not just doctors. Melissa, dumb, no. dumb people are not just doctors. Oh, God. If this was just in Australia. Yeah. That could be your title. But <laughs> <laughs> I, for some, So many dumb I, people. I, for some reason, picture Australian people as less um, uh, woke, <laughs> I guess. I mean, yes. I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Although. No, no, no. They locked you guys up pretty good during COVID, and you took it. So I don't know what to say about that either. Yeah. You know what, though? Like, I think there's an element of, like, even still, like, we're so chill, like, so relaxed about things. Like, Mm -hmm. there was different states in Australia that got locked up harder for a lot longer than what Queensland in particular did. And... Yeah, like we've 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 been very like you know, like I know a lot of people who have gotten gotten sick and you know, and it is what it is sort of thing. But you know, we've all remained very um very relaxed about it sort of thing, which is well, that's, that's Queensland, yeah, Queensland I, mentality. Just chill out. Is everybody high yeah. as a kite, Melissa? What are you trying to tell me right now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little bit. <laughs> But he's just a little stone sitting on the beach. Almost, is that almost. How- exp- mm, yeah. yeah, there, there is probably a higher. I'm not painting a very good picture for you, but no, it's there's probably perfect. a I can't higher. Wait to visit. Pers- yeah, yeah. Um, we've got great beaches, um, and when it is sunny, it's lovely. Um, but there is probably a higher percentage, I reckon, now, f- sort of between where I'm at and sort of the border for the next state that are just very much that, that, you know, they're all very much. I hear you. Don't worry. You don't have to say it. Stoners yeah. and high on life and all that sort of stuff. Hey, Not that, you know. How can that, you say the beaches are great? Don't you have great white sharks all around that island of yours? Uh, yeah, they're in there. Yeah. I'm never <laughs> coming there. This is ridiculous. Hey, so. Well, I consider our, like where, where I'm at, we are, like, sure, there's sharks and stuff, but we don't get, like, if you go any further north than where I'm at, you start getting killer jellyfish. <laughs> like, these jellyfish are no doubt the size, like, I've, you know, they're, they're, they're tiny. They're tiny, like the size of your thumb, um, called irriganges. And they can, they can kill you. Um, and so can normal box jellyfish too, I suppose, but. You know, they, um, we don't get crocodiles for the most part here. Um, you know, in our, in our waterways as such, we don't. Um, so yeah, we're a little bit more sheltered, which is nice. I like that you think the statement, we don't get crocodiles for the most part, is comforting in any way. <laughs> I had to think about that because I remember there, there, there was, you know, there's that one time that, you know, one just happened to slip down the stream, so to speak. Um, <laughs> That's the first. There's always you, one. That's the first thing you've said that felt like double entendre to me. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the time the crocodile slipped downstream? <laughs> mm-hmm. We should we shouldn't have drank so much. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, I think I just made up a saying for anal sex. I'm writing that down. <laughs> I want credit in the lexicon when it happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm awake now, Melissa. Okay, we're good. Love it. Uh, how do you get... Um, how do you manage like you mentioned Dexcom like you have it now but you didn't have it obviously back then it didn't exist so how was management I just seamlessly went from crocodile slips downstream to how did you manage your diabetes people really have to appreciate my my prowess at some point (laughs) oh I love it I love it you you, you've got a way of just getting right back on track again it's like okay end (laughs) then I I took us right back off track again to give myself credit for doing it Uh, okay. I'm Nothing sorry. wrong with that. All right, I'm good. I'm um, good. Okay. Yeah. What? How did you start managing your diet? Eventually, this podcast is going to have nothing to do with diabetes. At the end, people are going to be like, "He's doing movie reviews." I don't know what's happening. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Um. So I had yeah the Novo the Novo mix um and I had an AccuCheck Go meter um. And pretty much just used that right through by memory until around about, might have been maybe 2012, 2013-ish, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much between that point, that sort of six to seven years, to be honest, just seems like an absolute blur. Like thinking back, I can't really recall anything that really affected me positive or negatively when it comes to diabetes. Like I was so, um, I just did the bare minimum and just, you know, I would, I would check my, you know, my blood sugars a couple of times a day. I would, you know, the Nova mix would do just what it had to do. If it was high, it was high. Like there wasn't anything else I could do about it sort of thing. And, there was never any, um, you know, word about changing anything. And again, I was none the wiser and didn't really know um, anything else. Um, so I just kept doing what I had to do, just kept, you know, living the way that I knew how and didn't know anything else other than that way. Um, and then I. How did that, did that lead so. to outcomes that were less than than valuable or did you not even, I mean, how are you even checking on your health in the beginning? I reckon I probably like for the most part, I don't think like I never, I've never, never been into D- a DKA. Um, I've never had a really bad low. Um, not to the point of where, like I've had to give myself glucagon a couple of times, but um, I've never had a really bad instance at either end. Um, I would, I was not, getting my A1Cs checked regularly, I would sort of do it if I had to or if the doctor was like, okay, we'll check it while we're in the clinic now. Um, And, yeah, very very rarely was, you know, I'd get my bloods done maybe once every, you know, six to 12 months, again, when I was sort of like frowned upon and forced to. Um, You know, there was times I remember... You know, I went on a on a holiday up to the top of um, Queensland and I'm like, I don't actually have any strips and was just completely unfa- like unfazed by it. Yeah. Oh, I should probably buy some. 
and and that was sort of that was that was all that sort of entered into my mind. Got some, never used them. It was just like, oh well, I'm on a holiday, and I think because you know I would go and get my A1Cs and they were coming back, you know, sevens and eights. It, you know, no one was, it was, there was never enough to be a red flag. And again, knowing none of the wiser in terms of like the equal parts lows that I was having to equal parts highs, that was, that was why I was getting those numbers, right. like understanding that now. Um, but yeah, like I was just doing the bare minimum. Like I was, you know, eating as I wanted to. I've always been, um, quite into you know exercise like gym stuff and everything so i was still maintaining a relative amount of exercise um but that was sort of about it and then i met well not met i've known my husband since we were 14 so long time Mm -hmm. um and we got married last year. We've been together for 12 years. So probably around the time that just after him and I had sort of gotten together um, was probably the time where I was like, I really need to get my into gear. I need to sort my life out. I need to get my health on track. Like I have something serious, you know, that I have to, you know, be accountable for and to rather than just myself. Where where whole, was he for those eight years in between? I, I think I did the math right. You knew each other for a long time, but you've only been together yeah. for 12 years. Did What happened there? Uh, with my previous um, partner before, um, we were all friends. And I think because everyone knew that I had diabetes, but it was very much... Um, she's not worried about it. We don't have to be worried about it. Like they were none the wiser because I was so okay with everything. Um, If anyone ever asked, yeah, it's fine. It's good. And yeah, like I just, I would never go into detail with anything. Like would never, you know, anytime my parents would ever say, how is it? I would just give them the bare minimum and it was always positive. Um, and never really wanted to burden anyone with any of that, even though I was feeling like, you know, I could, like, I'm, you know, I didn't know that I could be doing better at the same time because there were, like, I think while there was never this sense of, um, okay, well, you know, let's try for a six A1C or let's try and improve that seven or eight, it was just like, yep, Everything's fine. Cool. Yep. Cool. Um, so the number comes in a place where the doctor is like, that's good. And it doesn't matter how poorly you got to the number. You yeah. can kind of rest on that as your yeah. answer. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Right. And again, like, you know, having diabetes for 16 years and only knowing and really understanding all of this since listening to the podcast in the last 12 months, it's like, like, Seriously, there's dumb people. There is there is too many dumb people around here that aren't giving enough good quality information. The whole like time. a person, you yeah. know, shouldn't have to have diabetes for this amount of time without getting that general understanding. Right. How much of, of your comfort with it being where it was do you think was your age and how much do you think it had to do with, 
your um, initial experience and not and I'm gonna say too, seeing your dad's mm-hmm. reaction, there's no way you wanted him to know anything was wrong after that, I would imagine. I think every part of that affected the way I looked at it. Um, my mum has never been in good health. She's an alcoholic. She has had thyroid cancer and had her thyroid removed. She had epilepsy, um, which was somewhat induced by um, we, the doctors could never pinpoint whether it was due to um, anything in particular, like they, they'd sort of thrown around the thought that it could have been induced by low blood sugars, but she was never diagnosed as a diabetic. Um, so all of these other health factors that I've sort of grown up with and lived with prior to my diagnosis really um, sort of shaped my my outlook and what I chose to tell them. Okay. Because it just it was just it was just easier it not existing to them. Mm-hmm. No, um, I, I mean I understand. It's um, yeah. I think really, we we all kind of want things to go perfectly. You know, like oh, I got yeah. sick and my family jumped right in. They were just you know they were just right there the whole time. But I don't <laughs> think that that is what happens for most people. I think that no. the idea, the the hope that everything's okay or it's just a new level of okay is um i mean i think it's on everybody's mind like i don't think they think about it consciously mm. but nobody wants to walk around thinking everything's bad everything needs effort here's a list of things we don't do anymore because we do this instead you know like mm. there's an idea of like stay normal stay positive keep going ignore the stuff that's too hard to deal with i never felt that way i was i was always um you know, when doctors would say like, oh, this is great. Her A1C seven and a half. That's great. You're doing great. I was like, no, I don't think I am. Like it's way close to the red part on the chart here on the wall, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, don't the one that I think the one that pushed me towards this was that I didn't have to worry about high blood sugars because she was too young for it to hurt her. And I yep. thought nothing about that sounds scientific at all. Mm. You, you know, no. like, like, what do you mean? Like, there's a certain age where, where a detriment to your body is, it, it's a gimme. Like, you, you, what's it? Just, what is that? It's a mulligan, right? Is that? Is that? A, mm. well, I've never been golfing in my life. It's weird that I reached <laughs> for that. Um, but, but you know what I mean? Like, it just it doesn't count. It doesn't count because because yeah. she's four. I was like, I don't, mm. think, I don't think that's right. You, you know, no. like, so. I don't know. No. And it was for, it wasn't for me. It was for somebody I cared about, which interestingly enough, you just described the same thing that everybody else describes as an adult that comes on here, which is you mm. really didn't take care of yourself until there was someone in your life that you wanted to be okay for. Yeah. And hundred oh, percent. And I'm not a psychiatrist, but I guess watching your dad grow up with a spouse who was sick, you didn't want mm. to be that person to this person you're with now. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And it was, you know, I think, um, you know, it was definitely that it's time to, you know, be an adult now. You know, it's time to batten down the hatches and start looking at what a future actually looks like. Um, you know, are we going to have kids? All these sorts of things. And um, I remember going to that first appointment and 
I had like a student doctor um, at the endocrinologist's office sit me down and ran through everything. And I think at that stage my A1C was low eights. Um, And I remember him saying to me at the ripe old age of probably around about 24, 25 or so, um, if you keep going this way, you're not going to make 40. No, that's not good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. What what do I got to do? Far out. Like, 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 you know, like it was, it was, it was, it was equal parts. Like you're an asshole and, you know, are you actually serious though? Mm -hmm. Um, And it absolutely scared the shit out of me. Like I thought, you know, I, I, that's, that's not okay. That's not fair. Like. You know, I'm here and I'm I, I'm ready to to go now, sort of thing. And yeah, Melissa, I'm not letting diabetes <laughs> slow me down. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> no. I, I'm I'm, re- I'm ready to go. Like I, I'm, I'm, you know. And he sort of, I don't know. It was just, it was such a he. What like I had sort of gone in there in that state of you know, I'm ready, I'm, you know, I'm ready to be compliant, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be the, 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 the person that you're putting, you know, the, the strike marks against and stuff. Like I'm ready to, to listen now sort of thing. And he just thought I was full of it. Like, and, and really just made me feel like, you know, no, 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 you're, you know, you, you, you're going to die if you keep going this way. And I'm going to scare you into thinking that you really, you know, make sure that you really get it. And when I said to him that I was, you know, hopefully wanting to start a family and this is this is my motivation and he then passed me on to my now um, endocrinologist and she has been amazing. She, she, is, she is equal parts amazing and stunning and lovely and kind and supportive and, and everything that you can sort of hope for which has just made things so much easier. Can I ask you to be introspective for a second? Because hmm. it feels like you're describing a scenario where a doctor heard you say something that made them think, oh, this one's ready, and slid you over to the other side of the ledger. Like, oh, we can start helping her now. It, is yes. there anything about you that would indicate that you weren't? Like, like, was that doctor assessing you correctly, I guess is my question? I think... I think because there was such a a massive time between me seeing an endo, you know, my endo and not seeing them. Um, I had had my my when I first got diagnosed, I was seeing an endo in a private practice, and then didn't like he then I don't know where he went, and then ended up having to try and find another one, and it was that awkward stage of sort of. A, not really wanting one and also sort of needing one at the same time. And when I finally got to that stage of where I got referred to them, I think he was just sort of looking at me like, well, you haven't seen one in at least the last two years. Um, Okay. You know, It wasn't because he heard, I want to have a baby and I want to do all this. It was because he's like, you haven't taken any, he was, so he kind of, he kind of, became your parent there and, and pushed yeah, you in the right direction. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's interesting because you hear people say the doctor didn't do enough 
or, you know, they could have tried to help me with this or blah, blah, blah. And then you hear doctors say, well, you know, listen, people aren't ready to take help and you can't force them. And to me, it seems like it's, I don't know. I don't know if if it's a little bit of each side blaming each other or if yeah. or if each side's right in some scenarios I can never tell completely or if it's just not something I'm ever going to quite figure out but you know it's uh, oh, I I think you're definitely right in that in like in this case most definitely because he had all like he had all the right reasons to think that I was you know and and I know that I wasn't compliant but it was it was that sense of frustration of being like um Come on, like I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm raising my white flag. I'm asking for help. Don't make me feel even worse than what I already do. In a sense, like, right. yeah, Good. that was that was probably the thing that um, sort of put me. Like, while I felt like I was taking a step forward, it sort of also made me feel like I got kicked back a couple of steps. Um, How so? I think it sort of, it was, um, I remember feeling quite, I wouldn't say traumatised is the word, but to an extent, like it sort of put me in a place of where I was like, oh, okay, I better be good, I better be good, I better be good. And and really um, over-focusing, like, you know, really micromanaging things as much as I could for periods after seeing him thinking, you know, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. Like it was everything like was so catastrophic. Um, and there was no happy medium I see. Um, for a period of time. Well, what, what did you do then? What were the steps that you took to bring yourself from where you were to where you are now? And where are you now? Like what do you have better variability? In yes. Less, less up and down. What's your A1C? Yes. Um, all of the good things. So um my endo at the time put me then on to um, Lantus and Nova Rapid. That was her first step, taught me how to do all of that. Um, prior to my pregnancy in 2016, I'd gotten my A1C down to 6.8. Um, I got a pump the April of that year of 2016, so I got the Animus um pump mm-hmm. um that made a massive difference again so having i think having um you know going from you know when she knew found out that i was on the nova mix and then sort of suggested going on to you know the nova rapid and the lantus and i'm like oh more injections like this is you know got, got awful and she's like no 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 no. this is going to make a massive difference like you're going to have freedom like it doesn't it doesn't gonna it's not going to seem like it but it is like okay, and then I got the the gist of what she meant, and you know, really started to, you know, micromanage things, and and you know, doing so much better, and then the pump, you know, coming up and knowing how much more freedom again, having something attached to me all the time. Um. So yeah, sort of, you know, flash forward to now, and I have a five point eight A one C. Wow. Um. I am on the tandem with Basil IQ and have a Dexcom G6 and have had so for the last three years. I've had the Dexcom, yeah, for the last three years, had the G5 and then transitioned when it got approved in Australia to the G6. Yeah. That's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. That must feel amazing, right? 
Oh, yeah. honestly, like I think the turning point really was basically everything sort of continued to happen in a very, very much the same sort of way between, you know, I all through my pregnancy, I tried to manage as best as I could, had my daughter, my A1C went back up a bit, um, you know, trying to balance being a mother and looking after myself and looking after another person. Um, and then getting basically to 12 months ago and got married in June of last year and went to my endo. And again, I've managed seven A1Cs up and down, you know, mm-hmm. for, for the last few years. And I think my A1C was seven point seven point six or 7.8 or something after the wedding. I'm like, okay, something's got to give. Like, the, like I've, I've, you know, I, I don't feel okay about this. Like, you know, I'd been fighting pretty much with my diabetes educator for the previous six months. You know, her trying to just us butting heads, trying to manage, um, manage things. She was always like, you know, why is this happening? And I'm like, I don't know. I really don't understand why. Like, and and it was frustrating for me because she was questioning, you know, my my data, and but I didn't understand it either. And you know, she was thinking, you know, well, did you eat here? And I'm like, no, I told you I didn't. Like, I don't know why it's just shot up like that. Right. I don't understand. No one sort of like I got given a Dexcom, but with absolutely no context on what to do with it, other than this is going to save you from testing. You know, I, I didn't your, know you fingers. and I were going to learn this at the same time. Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> yeah, <Great>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like seriously, like it just it felt like it was all very much like like since I don't know, like since listening to so many other people's um experiences and and you know i'm sure they've yeah, they've all probably had similar-ish times as well where there is that sense of okay well i've, I've been given it a piece of, of technology or equipment and not really any instructions on how to use it but it just sort of was like oh here's a pump mm-hmm. there you go go for it and it's like oh okay cool oh well, i've got my you know I'll, I'll wait and you know like it, you know everyone does for a period of time i'll wait until they tell me to, you know, bump it here and, and and whatnot and didn't have, I think it's that I didn't feel confident or comfortable having ownership of my own health. Okay. And you were waiting for I, somebody to tell you what to do. 100%. Okay. 100%. That's exactly what it was. And I remember I went through like the beginning of, of last year and was like, um, you know, I was never a podcast person, never listened to anything. I was like, eh, no, thanks. I don't do that. And my drive to work's about 30 minutes there and 30 minutes back. So I started listening to some self-helpy sort of stuff and, and whatnot. And then I remember having this thought of, you know, maybe I could listen to something that might actually help me. Um, you know, these, these are great, but like, I could be doing something more practical, um, with this time, if I'm going to, you know, whilst I was in the, in the realm of listening to podcasts and that's what made me stumble, you know, Melissa, into Melissa getting your yeah. chakra in line wasn't helping you. Yeah. No, not at no, all. How about not that? at all. 
<laughs> no, no, no. All the journaling in the world is not going to do anything for my blood sugars. <laughs> I kept writing down how I felt and my A1C didn't move. Nothing changed. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll listen to an episode about pre thing and see what happens. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. I yes. And that's exactly what I did. That was, it was, that was the thing that I was butting heads with my doctor about so much because I... I remember when they started looking at my time and range and sort of going, oh, well, you're only like 30% time and range. And I'm like, where am I meant to be? And they're like, oh, well, you're meant to be at 70%. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, uh, okay. Would have been cool if um, someone told me that. And by the way, how do I do that? How Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I was still stuck in that that realm of, Take eight jelly beans, wait a bit, have a sandwich, wait a bit, and just keep loading it all up, and then you'll be okay. You're not going to die. Mm-hmm. And and I and it, and it like saying it now makes me makes me feel really dumb <laughs> um, because it took another educator at my clinic who is also a diabetic to say to me. Have you ever considered just eating less? <laughs> and you wouldn't have that be psych. And I'm like, Wait no, I didn't. <laughs> Hold on a second. You're saying yeah. <laughs> these carbs are making my blood sugar go up? Hold on a second. Stop it. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. I, I feel like a I feel like a crocodile is just going up the waterway. I, I don't know what slipped to do. Up the stream. Yes, yeah, up the stream, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot my own saying. Boy, that's embarrassing, Melissa. And, uh, <laughs> that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what? Are, what is this that you're telling me? And she's like, well, just like try having four jelly beans. Don't have, you know, if, if you're, you know, 3.6, just have a few jelly beans. You only want it to go up to five. And I'm like, what? This whole time I've been eating eight and then having a sandwich or a glass of milk. Right. And then I'll go up to 13 and then, you know, and I'm playing that roller coaster ride. And yeah. How about instead of listening yeah. to a podcast about quilting, you find something about. about exactly. <laughs> I know it's relaxing Hence. and all, uh, but <laughs> well, I'm very happy that you, that you landed where you did it. It sounds, I mean, exceptional, the, the change. Oh, a hundred percent. Like yeah. it's, I remember I think uh one of I think the first episode I listened to was Chris Rudin uh, 200 and something mm-hmm. um and I just recently it was yesterday listened to the second one that you did with him Can and I tell you before you finish your story I just booked him for next year yesterday Yay yeah. oh that's exciting yeah. how funny Oh my I god I saw him doing something um, on Instagram and I was so touched by it that I just commented and then he reached out and said, can I get back on the podcast? I want to talk about mental health and diabetes and stuff. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yes. I was like, I can't have you on for like a while. Cause my schedule's <laughs> so full. I was like, but go grab a date. So he did yesterday. So that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, all the planets are in a line. That's oh. awesome. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Honest- so you listen to Chris. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, the, and again, I think, you know, it was just that time and place. Like I had been following Chris for a period of time prior to seeing him on like with the podcast because he was in you know the diabetes community um i did i do crossfit and have done powerlifting and then you know i found him through all of that and was just in awe of all of the things that he does and everything like that so seeing him 
his name attached to the episode. And I'm like, oh, cool. Someone that I sort of not know, obviously, but know of. Um, this title makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Oh, what? I'll listen to this because I'm, I, I know, what, you know, we're not talking about, you know, anything else. So I, I, I get, yeah. So I listened to that and I thought that, you know, yeah, okay. Like, like everyone else that's, you know, come and spoken to you and it's like, wow, this guy doesn't like, it took me a while again, having absolutely no context about you at all and realizing, I think mightn't, mightn't have even been in that episode. It mightn't have been probably until I'd listened to maybe two or three that I'm like, you don't actually have diabetes. It's your daughter. That's incredible. You are incredible. You are. And, you know, and just sort of. And just being in awe of the fact of, again, you know, as everyone has said that, you know, that you're able to, you know, do what you do because it really has made such a difference. I'm glad. That's wonderful. I appreciate you saying that too. Thank you. I was oh, it, pretty proud yeah. of myself for not saying something stupid while you were doing that because <laughs> it, it occurred. Like well when, done. When, I, when I hear you ramping up to say something nice to me, I'm like, just deflect with humor. Just don't. <laughs> Just say something now. Turn it away. Go, go, oh, this is the part where you say something nice about me. Let me be quiet and listen, which is me me going, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Please stop. Uh, but at the it. same time, I need you to talk because it's a podcast. Like if we were in public and you started talking, I'd be like, I get it, Melissa. I helped you. Thank you. Stop. Don't yeah, tell me. Thank you. Yeah. Make me feel like it's going to make me it, feel really. like a douchebag. Just stop. Okay. So, um, but I don't know what's wrong with me. I've been, But I'm doing much better. You have to admit over the years. Like of like listening to somebody say something nice about the podcast. I am. I think eight more years. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna you be have, normal. You have grown. <laughs> I'll yeah. be normal in a couple more times. <laughs> yeah. You guys, I'll just keep hanging out, and listening for the time when I just accept a compliment like an adult. So, um, oh, it's it's. I think again, it just reiterates even more so when you know, in in reflection, when. You know, it, pretty much every time I speak to my educator or even to my endo, and I'm like, you know, yep, yeah, this is what I've been doing, and and I'm telling them what I'm doing with my health, and you know, I'm in control of what I'm doing, and they're just like, yep, yeah, cool, oh, that's a great idea, yeah, cool, and I'm like, well, these aren't these aren't my ideas, like, this is this is from a great, this is from a this is from high above, like, this is, this is. <laughs> please, now you're gonna now I now I've got to say something where that's not true. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm still stuck. I got hung with the um. Arden being sarcastic on her episode, and uh, she goes, "I know everyone thinks you're a diabetes god or something. I don't forget exactly what she bit. said, but somebody called me that online the other day, and I'm like, please don't, oh. please stop doing that. Like, please, <laughs> like, it's very uncomfortable for me. No one cares about me, Melissa. Like, I see someone write that, I'm like, oh, don't say that. Like, please don't. Oh, I don't want anyone to hear you saying that because now I have to come in and be like, oh no, and then I, and then it looks like false modesty. You know what I mean? Like where I'm like, yeah. oh, like you know. Like, you know, like like if a guy scored a touchdown and well, you don't have any real sports, so you don't understand what I'm saying. But if somebody did something <laughs> if somebody did something exceptional in a sporting event and then at the end they were like, nah, it's, it's it was nothing, you're like, bullshit, it's nothing. You're no. so much faster than everybody else. And so I can't win is my point. Like there, there's no way for me to jump in and say Oh, you, you know, that's so I just end up saying things like that's very kind or because I don't know what to say. Like, what am I supposed to say? Yeah. I am really good at this. 
I mean, I really, right. if I said, I'll take it, yeah. take it, hundred percent. Thank you. Yes, I am. Nah, I don't yeah, know what to do. I am God. No. <laughs> see, see, see how uncomfortable that is. I don't feel that way. I want everyone to know that's listening. Those were Melissa's words, and I don't feel like that. <laughs> They'll all agree with me, though. All, all I did was just I stepped back, and I was like, I have to figure out how this insulin works. I'm using it wrong. And then oh. I and then I figured it out, and then I found ways to talk about it that are relatable and easy to remember. That's all. Oh, a hundred. And, and then it, it's it still surprises me, like now that I'm in a place where I feel comfortable being able to explain things to my, you know, healthcare people that. There is that they don't see that they don't see the sense of like adapting the way that they're trying to teach people so that it lands. Mm -hmm. Like it's like they have one teaching style and they assume that everyone's got one learning style. And if the two don't meet in the middle, then you're stuffed. Melissa, listen, it's unfair because there's only one God. So what are you expecting from these people? Really? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Can I tell you what they lack, in my opinion, and from my experience? It's the ability to tell a story. It just, it, it, it yeah. that's what this is, really. Creativity. So, yeah. And and just this, yeah, they're, they're all, they're, as I said, they're all dumb. They just. <laughs> all right, Melissa, this is a good place to stop before you alienate the rest of that island. And um, it's an island, right? I'm not wrong about that, technically. Yes, no, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, it's an island, a big one, yes. Yeah. When are you guys going to uh, invade New Zealand and just turn that into like a like a heliport for yourself or something like that? Is that what oh. you're... No? <laughs> it hear. is a wee little while away from us. Like, we have, we have Tasmania, which is like mm, the equivalent of Sicily at the bottom of Italy sort of thing. Like, it's um tiny little, tiny little place, but. Yeah, New mm. Zealanders, I think it's like a five or six hour flight from. No, it's not as close as I think. It looks very close <laughs> on that map thing. I don't know what to tell you. Yes. And I've had a oh. number of people on from New Zealand who are lovely, by the way. So, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. got heaps of friends that are New Zealand. That, yeah, they're okay. lovely. All right, Melissa, listen, I appreciate you doing this very much. I thought this was wonderful. I appreciate you being kind and letting me be a few minutes late. That was, <laughs> that was very nice, too. The part That's where you, okay. Yeah, the part where you referred to me lovingly i i enjoyed i don't want to say otherwise um i i'm just thrilled that neither of us was bit by anything deadly during this you probably yes. more than me um i'm never coming where you are because i'm scared to death of the wildlife i just want to be clear about that and i don't want to be on a plane that long those are my pretty much my two reasons mm, um fair. but it sounds like an, I mean, listen. I was gonna lie and say it sounds lovely, but I mean, it sounds like California is what you just described to me. So I don't know what. Pretty say. much. <laughs> Not that I've been to California, but that's how I would imagine yeah. it also being. Right. Yeah. Well, what are we gonna do? Well, if we're all not killed by a heat wave, I look forward to this coming out, and so people could hear it. Very um, much so. I'm very yeah. excited too. Cool. No, you were terrific. Really, I, I appreciate you doing this very much. I know you stayed up late, and uh, and that is even. No. Uh, do you do you know I was that there's. Excited. There's a picture of a platypus in front of me the entire time you were talking. Those are from there, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I never once mentioned it because I'm I'm really am maturing as I get older. So Arden drew a picture of a platypus on my whiteboard in front of me, and um, then she wrote something next to it that I can't tell you because it's incredibly inappropriate. It's super appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, thank you very much. Love it. Hold on Love one it. second. For thank me, okay? you. Oh, of course. No dramas, though. 
A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N.com forward slash juice box. And thank you, U.S. Med. Head over now to get your free benefits check at usmed.com forward slash juice box. Or if you want to use the phone, 888-721-1514. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast.